Welcome to the Grace Point Church Podcast. Here at Grace Point Church, we believe in meeting people where they are and leading them to where God wants them to be. Join us now as we listen to this week's message. Well, good afternoon, everyone, and and God bless you, and um, thank you so much for allowing me to be here today. My name is Michael Coots, and I have the privilege of serving as pastor at Hillside Church of God here in South San Francisco. And uh, my wife and I have been pastoring there, like it was said earlier, for uh, not quite over 25 years, but it'll be 25 years uh, in a couple of months. But I want to thank everyone here for the extremely warm welcome and the hospitality that you have shown of Virginia and I here this afternoon. And I also want to thank you for the opportunity to come here and, and speak and deliver what I prayerfully hope and I believe is God's message for you here today. I was really surprised when Pastor Caesar asked me uh, to speak. And I'm truly honored and I'm truly humbled really to be considered worthy uh, to be here today. Now, I've enjoyed working with Pastor Caesar in our ministerial fellowship, and I don't need to tell you how blessed you are to have Caesar as your pastor. And I know he loves you. He speaks so highly of this church. I see his heart and his passion for the church, and I know that you love him as well. When, when Pastor Caesar asked me to speak, I asked him if... If you guys were in the middle of a sermon series or some kind of a, um, maybe a, a string of messages that are being put together of some kind. And what he mentioned that, um, that the church was talking about uh, kind of retooling, that was his words, of retooling, of, of looking at the mission statement of the church and kind of... Uh, getting reconnected with that, maybe reevaluating the mission of the church and making sure that that mission truly is what the church is about. And when he said that, right away, I, I felt God give me a, a scripture right there in that moment. And I knew the message I was going to, to bring. And so that was a couple of weeks ago. And this whole time, I knew the scripture. I kind of knew what was on my heart to say. And I hadn't written anything down yet, but I kind of knew where, where God was leading me. But it's interesting how God works in these moments. Because what I thought I was going to say, I think God had something different to say. And so just this week, um, I was, I was uh, reading, and I don't know about you, but I'm constantly in the middle of maybe, I don't know, four or five books. So I'll read a chapter of this book. Then I'll read a chapter of that book and a chapter of this book. And I just, I just do that until I finish one. And then I start a new one and I finish another one and so on. And so uh, I was reading this book. And in the middle of reading it, I just sensed, uh, put that one down and, and pick up this other one. Okay. And so I did. That was the book had already started. And as soon as I started reading that book... At that moment, this was just this past Monday, I knew that God was telling me, what you wanted to speak about is not what I want you to speak about. 
And he gave me something different. And I was reading a book called Halftime. It's called Halftime, Moving from Success to Significance uh, by a man named Don Buford. It was recommended by uh, Pastor Fernando Carvalho from Message of Peace Church here in South San Francisco, one of our ministers meeting. He recommended it. So I got it and I'm reading it. Now, Don Buford, who wrote this book, he's a very successful man, a very wealthy man. He, he, he grew a, a television uh, studio um, company in Texas, and he accumulated great wealth, and he found himself in his 40s, realizing that his life is, is about half over. And he came to a point in his life, using a football term, he came to the halftime of his life. And he saw the first half of his life where he, he accumulated he, he, this wealth, he built his business, he had his family, and, and now that he's been successful, how is he going to live and what is he going to do for the rest of his life? How is his life going to be significant from here on out? Now, he knew how to strategically plan a business. He was very successful at it. But he did not know how to strategically plan for the rest of his life. So it was here that he says that in the hour of his greatest need, and his words are, grace led him to an atheist. And he hired a strategic planning consultant, a man named Michael Cammie. I've never heard of him, but apparently he is the guru of strategic planning, consulting, management. Apparently, he was the best in the world. And he, he worked for IBM until Xerox kind of stole him with a, a seven-figure bonus to come work for them because... Apparently, he is the, the master at strategic planning and management. So Don Buford hires him to consult with his life and says, what am, where do I go from here? And so in front of this consultant, Don Buford begins to unravel himself, his dreams and desires, his strengths and his weaknesses, asking the questions, what should I do? How can I be the most useful? Where should I invest my time and my, my talents and my treasure? Uh, what are the values that give me purpose in life? And who am I and where am I going? Where does my life go from here? Until finally the consultant stopped him and said, Listen, I'm going to ask you one question. And he says, What's in the box? Well, Don Buford didn't know what to say. He didn't know what the guy was talking about. And he said, well, what do you mean? And then the consultant explained that, that what you put in the box will identify your mission and your core values for your life. He said he could not put together an honest plan for his life until he identified what goes in the box. And the consultant said... I've been listening to you for two hours talking about your life. And I, can, and I could break it down into two 
areas. And you have to choose which one you're going to put in your box. Now, this guy's an atheist. But he says to Don Buford, the two things that I've heard you talk about in your life are money and Jesus Christ. And which one you put in the box, whatever one you do it, he doesn't care. I can help you then strategically plan for the rest of your life. But if you can't tell me which one, then you're going to oscillate between the two of them. And your life is going to be full of confusion. And you're not going to know which way to go. So that question, as I was reading that, stuck with me. What's in the box? And I think it's a question that, that, that every pastor thinks about on a daily basis for the church. I think it's a question that every church needs to answer. I think it's a question every individual needs to answer. What is it that we are going to write in the box? Moses basically asked uh, the, the next generation of Israelites the same question. When, when Moses uh, led the people out of Egypt, they're on, and they're on the, the, the shores of the Jordan River, and they're going to cross over into the land of Canaan. And, and the whole generation before them had died in the wilderness. And Moses, he knows he's not going to, to cross over. And he knows that Joshua's going to lead them. And he says to them, uh, after 40 years of wandering, the previous generation gone, they know it's time to retool. It's time to reevaluate their mission. It's time to figure out, where do we go from here? When we cross that river, how are we going to live? What are we going to do? And basically, what, what are you guys going to put in the box? The scripture I want to put up on the screen is from Deuteronomy chapter 11. And Moses says, he says, See, I am setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today. The curse if you disobey the commands of the Lord your God and turn from the way that I command you today by following other gods which you have not known. And basically what Moses was saying was this. What are you going to put in the box? What will be the core purpose and the core values of your life as you enter the land that God has given you? If it's blessings, if you write blessings in that box and that's what you want, then that means that you are going to live in obedience to God. And you're going to pursue living a holy life before God. But if you desire to assimilate with the other tribes of Canaan and marry into their clans and take their gods as your gods, then write curse in the box because curse is what's going to define your life. They could not choose both. They could not say, well, I'm going to write blessing in the Bible. I want blessing, but I'm going to live in disobedience to God. It doesn't work that way. There's a choice that has to be made that's going to define our lives and how we live. A generation later, Joshua said basically the same thing. And, and he and he. And he tells the people, now it's a new generation and Joshua's about to die. 
and they have taken the land, and, and, and God has allotted all the different tribes their portion of land. And Joshua knows that his life is coming to an end, and so he tells the people, it's time to retool, it's time to reevaluate. And he says, choose this day whom you're going to serve. What are you going to write in the box? Either, either worship the gods of your ancestors beyond the Euphrates or the foreign gods of this people. But Joshua says, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen? We're going to serve the Lord. But choose. Because what you choose is going to determine how you live. And so by, by them saying, yes, we're going to serve the Lord, then that means that they were going to live in obedience and holiness. They're going to seek God's will. They're not going to seek after the foreign gods. And by writing God in the box, it defined their core purpose and values. Well, when churches go through a process of retooling, or looking deeper into their mission statement and kind of reevaluating what is the purpose of our church? Why, why are we here? What is it that we're trying to achieve? What do we believe God is doing here? Then the question is really what goes in the box? It doesn't mean that, that what the church is doing is doing anything wrong. It's just trying to make sure that, you know what, we're all on the same page as God. And we're all on the same page with each other that we all know why we are here. You can tell what a church has written in the box by examining its priorities. You know, and at Hillside, we're, we're going through the same thing right now. We're going through this period of retooling, re-examining. We're looking at ourselves at being at a crossroads. And which direction are we going to take? Where is God leading us? And we want to make sure that, that all of us understand where God is leading us. We're all on the same page so we can accomplish God's will together. Praise the Lord. But before we do that, we need to look deeper into our mission and purpose and, and determine what is it that's going to be written in the box. And I've said this to the folks at, at the church that, that the Lord has me pastoring right now. That either in the box we're going to write Hillside Church of God. Or we're going to write the Kingdom of God. One of those is going to be our priority. Which one we write in the box will determine our direction. It will determine our priorities. It will determine the focus of our ministries. Either it's going to be all about Hillside or it's going to be about the kingdom of God. And I want to encourage you as a church family to make sure that you write kingdom of God in that box. Amen? Amen. To make that church today so that you will live out your mission statement. On, on, a, on the screen, I saw on your website your mission statement. I love this. That the mission of Grace Point Church is to meet people where they are to lead them where God wants them to be. I love that. That, that, is, that is to the point. It's beautiful. It's humble. It's simple. But if you write Grace Point Church in the box, then that mission statement will read, to meet people where they're at and lead them to Grace Point Church and have them be who we want them to be. But that's not your mission. 
Your mission is to lead them where God wants them to be. Amen? Because when you write kingdom of God in the box, then you will live out your core values. And I saw this on, on, your, on your list of core values. You have this one uh, written there. It says, for the king and his kingdom. That Grace Point Church lives to serve God and to expand his kingdom, not ours. No denomination or organization or even our church is more important than expanding his kingdom. Somebody say amen. amen. Man, that is a beautiful, beautiful core value. And as long as you have the kingdom of God written in the box, that that is your mission, then you will adhere to this. And you won't make yourselves more important than the kingdom of God. But as always, folks, that before we can do this for the church... We need to make it personal. Now, what I love about reading in God's Word is that, is that God's Word is meant for, for the church uh, um, collectively, corporately. We hear it together in community. But God also takes His Word and He applies it to our own lives. So before we can do this as a church, we have to first make sure we do it in our own lives. So let me ask you, What do you have written in your box for your own life? If someone were to examine your life, to evaluate your life, like that consultant guy, and he comes over and, or she comes over, and, and they're going to reevaluate your life, and you're going to lay it all out there. I mean, they're going to they're gonna look at your checkbook, and they're going to look at your finances, and they're going to go through your computer, and they're going to look at everything about your life. What core mission would be reflected? Would it be Jesus? Would it be your career? Your education? Would it be money? Would it be your spouse? Your children? Your grandchildren? Would it be retirement? None of those things are bad things. Those are all good things. But those things are not supposed to be the top priority of our lives. Jesus is supposed to be the top priority of our lives. Amen? And when Jesus is the focus, then all those other things, God has a way of putting them all in the right perspective and the proper priority. But we cannot have more than one top priority. Moses did not say to the people, all right, if you're going to serve the foreign gods of the tribes around you, just make sure you keep a little bit of time aside for God. He didn't say that. He said, you choose blessing or a curse. Either you choose God or you choose the other foreign gods. Joshua did not say, say hey, besides the Lord, what other gods are you going to serve? You see, only one thing can go in that box. Either Jesus will be the foundational mission of our lives or he won't be. We can't try to juggle more than one. If, for example, on the next slide, you can see if we try to write Jesus and something else, career or, 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 or education or, or finances 
or, or anything else on that list, if you try to put more than one thing in the box, whatever is written next to Jesus will eventually push Jesus out and take top priority. Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, he says, no one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. Now, he's talking about money, so he says you cannot serve both God and money, but that could be anything. You cannot serve both God and anything else. Either God takes a top priority in our lives, or something else will. So when we write Jesus in the box, meaning he has top priority, then you know what? When we gather together as as a church, and each one of us in our own lives has Jesus as our top priority, then when we gather together, you know who's going to have top priority in our church? It's going to be Jesus. Why would we think if from, from Sunday through Friday, we, we, we live our lives with, with anything besides Jesus' as top priority, then why would we come here on Saturday and just expect Jesus to be top priority? So, at Grace Point, as you look deeper into your mission statement, let me encourage you to keep the kingdom of God written in the box for this church. I love your mission statement. I love your core values. I I love this sweet, intimate fellowship that you have. So keep the kingdom of God as the focus of what you're doing. But that will only happen when Jesus is in top priority of your personal lives. Thank you for joining us for this week's message. Grace Point Church is located in South San Francisco, California. For more information, look us up online at www.wearegracepoint.com.